Using a story with heart-rending imagery, the prophet Nathan convinces David to admit to his sins of murder and adultery. A reading from the second book of Samuel. When the wife of Uriah heard that her husband was dead, she made lamentation for him. When the morning was over, David sent and brought her to his house, and she became his wife and bore him a son. But the thing that David had done displeased the Lord, and the Lord sent Nathan to David. He came to him and said to him, There were two men in a certain city, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had very many flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing but one little ewe lamb, which he had bought. He brought it up, and it grew up with him and with his children. It used to eat of his meager fare and drink from his cup and lie in his bosom, and it was like a daughter to him. Now there came a traveler to the rich man, and he was loath to take one of his own flock or herd to prepare for the wayfarer who had come to him. But he took the poor man's lamb and prepared that for the guest who had come to him. Then David's anger was greatly kindled against the man. He said to Nathan, As the Lord lives, the man who has done this deserves to die. He shall restore the lamb fourfold because he did this thing and because he had no pity. Nathan said to David, You are that man. Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, I anointed you king over Israel, and I rescued you from the hand of Saul. I gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your bosom and gave you the house of Israel and of Judah. And if that had been too little, I would have added as much more. Why have you despised the word of the Lord to do what is evil in his sight? You have struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword and have taken his wife to be your wife and have killed him with the sword of the Ammonites. Now, therefore... The sword shall never depart from your house, for you have despised me and have taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your wife. Thus says the Lord, I will raise up trouble against you from within your own house, and I will take your wives before your eyes and give them to your neighbor. And he shall lie with your wives in the sight of this very son, for you did it secretly. But I will do this thing before all Israel and before the son." David went to Nathan and said, I have sinned against the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please stand as you're able and we'll sing together Psalm 51. Thank you. 
Christians at Ephesus are reminded that they are now members of the family of God and they must make a clean break with their past. A reading from the letter of Paul to the Ephesians. I, the prisoner in the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of calling to which you have been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience bearing with one another in love, making every effort to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in all. But each of us was given grace according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore it is said, when he ascended on high, he made captivity itself a captive. He gave gifts to his people. When it is said he ascended, what does it mean but that he had also descended into the lower parts of the earth. He who descended is the same one who ascended far above all the heavens, so that he might fill all things. The gifts he gave were that some would be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry for building up the body of Christ until all of us come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to maturity, to the measure of the full stature of Christ. We must no longer be children tossed to and fro and blown about by every wind of doctrine, by people's trickery, by their craftiness in deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, we must grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by every ligament with which it is equipped, as each part is working properly, promotes the body's growth in building itself up in love. The word of the Lord. In the love of my Lord Jesus Christ, according to God. Glory to you, Lord Christ. On the next day, when the people who remained after the feeding of the 5,000 saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they themselves got into the boats and went to turning and looking for Jesus. And they found him on the other side of the sea, and they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you. You are looking for me not because you saw signs, because you ate your fill of the loaf. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For it is on him that God the Father has set his seat. And they said to him, What must we do to perform the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God. If you believe in him, then he is sent. So they said to him, What sign are you going to give us then, so that we may see it and believe in you? What work are you performing? Our ancestors gave the man 
in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave the bread of heaven to eat. And Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread of heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread of heaven. The bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Holy Spirit of God, by your merciful presence, so make my word to us, my word, your word to us, so that all that we hear and receive is of you. And all to the glory of God, whom we have come to know and call, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. A remnant of the thousands stayed behind. A remnant of those who received their fill and were satisfied when Jesus gave thanks and distributed five barley loaves and two fish of a small boy. The remnant of those who stayed behind spoke to Jesus of the manner that God had given them in the wilderness. Had given them for 40 years. They asked him for a sign, equivalent to God's manner, so that they might see that sign and then in turn believe in Jesus. Yes, Jesus had fed 5,000 with an abundance left over, using the knack sap sack lunch and supper of a small boy, a small boy who gave all that he had, holding nothing back. Yes, the multitudes ate their fill and were satisfied for the moment. But they wanted something more and something else. They missed the sign given to them pointing to Jesus. This new manna of God given to them in their wilderness of need. They were looking for a sign to be sufficient. And signs are never sufficient in and of themselves. God had fed his people in the wilderness for 40 years, giving them bread from heaven, water from unknown springs, quail, and that was sufficient for 40 years of survival. But then, some died in their time. Others reached the promised land. And the manna stopped. The remnant of those fed by Jesus for a moment found that their body hunger would come again and again and again. One day and then the next and on and on. They wanted Jesus to feed them for every day, every day for the rest of their lives. Then they would see and believe in him. But then, too, they would die. They missed the whole point of signs. God's manna in the wilderness was a sign and nothing else. A sign that God was taking care of his people in time and would take care of his people above and beyond that time in God's own time. Five barley loaves and two fish given by Jesus to thousands 
was nothing more than a sign. A sign of Jesus, who was God among them, would take care of his people in those moments of time, and then, above and beyond those moments in time, in God's time forever. In God, his people would be sustained in life and beyond into God's life. In Jesus, God's people will be sustained in life and then beyond in God's life. They looked for signs. And signs, the sign is not God. The sign is not Jesus. Signs only point to that true reality of God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit for whom the sign is intended to point. The sign is not the point. It points to what is intended. The Father, the Son, the Spirit. Bread from day to day will sustain us on this side of life. God's manna, Jesus, will sustain us now and on the other side as we move from life to life. Some people wanted more and more, which they would find in time would give them very little. Food for every day will sustain us only from one day to the next, and we always need more and more and more. God's people will eventually learn that what seems so little in comparison to what, what the world sees as so much really gives us so little after all. Crumbs from his table, the bread of heaven, the cup of salvation, it seems like not very much at all. And yet it does so much more than we can ask or imagine. Jesus is our bread of life. Manna in our wilderness on this side. With this bread, though we die, and we do, and we will, we do not stay dead forever. Jesus, our bread of life. That bread kills death. So much for what seems so little. Oh, the wonders of God using seeming so little to do so much. And the signs on this side, courage for the faint-hearted, hope for those in despair, Joy for those in grief. Peace in the midst of chaos. Love in place of hatred. Forgiveness healing guilt and wrong. Common union instead of separation and division. Me and you and you in me. And each of us in each and others and others in each of us life instead of death. 
These are only signs. And as they are, can we dare imagine with these as the signs what God has in store for us on the other side? If these are the signs now. Of course, we can and we must dare imagine that. But that's what God intends. Amen.